Hi guys, welcome to the basement. We have a very different tone today. We are gonna scrap our format and devote all of our time here in the basement on this Tuesday to talk about DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills who went into cardiac arrest on the field last night against the Bengals after making a tackle. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it, you were likely watching it. Thank you for joining today. I just wanna spend this time to, to think about it and to reflect on it and hopefully to bond with you guys in a very, very stressful, very scary time, particularly I know there's a lot of people watching in Western New York. Um, first and foremost, it is a Tuesday. Josh Allen will not be joining us today. He often does on Tuesday. It's a standard day. And we don't know uh, if or when he will. And it is just completely up to him if he ever feels like doing it. The future is very unclear in many different regards. But as it pertains to Josh joining the basement, the door is always open to talk about anything he would like. And if he decides he would like to do that again, we will certainly let you know. I just wanted to start by saying um, what my experience was last night. And you might have had a similar one. Wonderful day yesterday. I spent the entire afternoon, early evening with my son, my nine-year-old son, and we watched the Rose Bowl. It's a fantastic game, incredible scene, such a fun game, such high scoring, touchdowns left and right. And meanwhile, ESPN was doing this wonderful job promoting this incredible game that was coming after the Rose Bowl. And it was Allen and Burrow and Bills and Bengals and all these credible stats about how they hadn't lost in so long and these quarterbacks that combined for this many touchdowns. We were all at a 10 of excitement going into that game. And then sure enough, it just gets shot out of a cannon and the Bengals go down and score and then the Bills come back and they get a field goal and it's it was just heaven. It was great. It was why you're a fan of football, of sports. It, just, it was fantastic. And then they complete the pass over the middle, Cincinnati. And you see uh, DeMar Hamlin um, make the tackle, gets up, and then falls down. And you know, that's, that's really strange. That's, I've never really seen that before. Not like that. And then it became this progression where... You say, okay, a player's injured, I'm concerned. And then the trainers are out there and the doctors are out there and the players are taking a knee. And you, you, we've seen this, unfortunately, many, many times over the life of being a football fan. It's something that happens. So you're concerned. I hope this player's okay. Certainly out for the night. And let's just look and see if we get that thumbs up when he leaves the field. And then everything changed when you heard Joe Buck say that Damar Hamlin was receiving CPR and that rocked me the punch in the stomach CPR and that's the moment you went from being concerned to genuinely being scared I was scared and seeing the faces of the players the Bengals the Bills and certainly Josh who this show and certainly myself have developed this kinship with and this relationship with and this our own kind of brotherhood with to see him in so much pain and so much shock was painful, really painful. And I just got so scared that something terrible was happening right in front of us on Monday Night Football. And I went to bed last night scared. I woke up six or seven times in the middle of the night scared. I checked my phone every time for an update, nothing. I woke up, I felt sick to my stomach. I went into Good Morning Football, scared. It's just the same word, I was scared. I, was, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't bear to not look at my phone and I didn't wanna see some horrible update from some tweet that 
says something awful. Did the whole show this morning just with this pit in my stomach. And um, meanwhile, there's this whole conversation about where is the game going to go and where is it going to happen. And it's kind of being had as the 10th topic and you're worried one through nine. And sure enough, the NFL announces that the Bengals-Bills game will not be resumed this week. No decision on potentially resuming it at a later date. Not sure and not interested at this point as pertains to this guy who is right now currently this member of the Buffalo Bills, this son and brother, and this human being is clinging to life in a hospital in Cincinnati, far from home. And uh, that's where I'm thinking right now. And, you know, I wanted to relate to you and to anybody listening and watching from someone just on the couch, like a regular fan, this idea of just waiting for the news, good, bad, neutral, anything, has been torture. Because all we're hearing in these statements, there's been expressions of gratitude from the Bills and from the Hamlin family and from the community, but there's, there's no, no update. What's going on? How is he? Is he going to be okay? Can he be okay? Anything. And I had a personal relation to this terrible process of, of waiting to hear the news. I have this ritual with my nine-year-old, with my son, in which there's a primetime game, Sunday or Thursday or Monday. Um, he loves jerseys. He's built up a collection of NFL jerseys of his favorite players. And we have this ritual where he can't stay up to play to see the game because it's too late and he's still a little kid. So when I put him to bed, we take the two jerseys of the team's playing, if he has those jerseys. So if it was Steelers versus Cowboys, he puts out his Dak Prescott jersey and he puts out his TJ Watt jersey. And then in the morning, I leave really early in the morning before he wakes up, I go in his room and I put away the jersey of the team that lost. And I fold it up and I put it in the drawer really quietly and I sneak out and go to work. So when he wakes up in the morning, if the Steelers had beaten the Cowboys, he sees there's the TJ Watt jersey and that's what he's going to wear to school that day. It's, it's cute and he loves it and it's something that I get a kick out of. Well, last night... Um, before the game started, I'm putting him in bed and we put out, he has a Josh Allen jersey and he has a Joe Burrow jersey. And the idea is, you know, this is a big day because tomorrow, which is today, is his first day back to school after the holiday break. So it's a really big deal what he wears the first day back. And so he keeps telling me, you know, make sure, don't forget, don't forget. And whoever wins, take the jersey and put it out for me. I got you, I got you, bud, I got you. So I'm going to bed last night about midnight and um, I'm talking to my wife who does not follow football very closely, but is following this. And she says, so what are you going to do about the jersey? And I say, I don't know. Um, you know, tell him because I'll be gone in the morning tell him that there was a player uh, on the Bills who was hurt really badly and they have to play the game at a different time. And so there was no winner and there was no loser. I have to play at a different time. So I, sure enough, I leave, I don't take the jersey out, and um, I get to work, and a couple hours later, when he wakes up, I say, how did it go? Did you explain to him, our third grader, what happened? And she said, I explained it to him, and I said, so you can wear whichever jersey you want, or you can not wear a jersey, because there was no winner. And my son said that he wanted to wear the Bills jersey because he feels bad for the player that got hurt. So he wore his Bills jersey to third grade today 
um, in the first day back from holiday break for, um, for the Bills and for Western New York and for DeMar Hamlin. That makes me very proud of him. Um, I also want to say uh, this was not a household name. This was not someone that you own a jersey of. And I think that's what even makes it more special, seeing the reaction that the team had, um, that Western New York has had, and that really the entire country has had about this second-year safety. And there's been a lot of questions this morning about, tell me more about DeMar Hamlin. Um, and there's a lot to know. So DeMar Hamlin is a guy who's from Pittsburgh, big, big Pittsburgh guy. He even has a, he has a tattoo right here of the Pittsburgh Pirates P logo, which I think is really cool. He went to college at Pitt, and part of the reason he wanted to stay home, close to home, and go to uh, Pitt and play for the Panthers was he has a, a little brother, like a much younger brother, um, and he wanted to stay close to him. When he was at Pitt, he got there, and he had three surgeries as a freshman, just in his freshman year, three different surgeries. And he had a sports hernia surgery, and he had a groin surgery, and he, I've heard him talk about it. He's, I, I might just be done. Maybe football's not in the cards and my body's just getting too banged up. And here I am a freshman in college. How am I going to get through college? How am I ever going to get to the pros? He persevered. Turns out to have an excellent career at Pitt. And then he gets drafted. Sixth round. Sixth round, day three at the Buffalo Bills. And sure enough, he plays safety and shows up and he comes into the Bills and he is there sitting in his position room behind two all-pro safeties and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And... He decided to just shut up and listen and learn and follow them around. The way he described it is when he showed up as a rookie in Buffalo, he was like a little baby duckling, just waddling around, listening, trying to find his way. Sure enough, this year, Micah Hyde gets hurt. He's out for the season and comes to Mar Hamlin. You got to play and you got to play now. And because he had spent over a year paying attention, studying, working, he was ready. Dorian Hamlin had 12 tackles against the New York Jets. He was ready to play. And I think that's why this team has so much affection for him, is that sixth-round guy who had to work to get on the field, got an opportunity, and took it and jumped right in. And there's also a massive personality side when you're hearing about DeMar Hamlin all day today and you want to know a little bit about what he's like and more of the colorful side. Uh, Matty Glab is the great reporter for the Buffalo Bills, the team reporter who I know a little bit and I've always enjoyed working with. And she did um, an interview with Damar and with Micah Hyde. And she was, she was saying that when she interviews the players about who on the Buffalo Bills has the most swag, she said, they always say Steph first. They always say Stefan Diggs. And then sure enough, Damar Hamlin, his name comes up. And so there, he's also someone that they love for the personality and, you know, maybe he doesn't make the biggest game checks or have commercials or have all the pick sixes, but who cares? He's got a great personality. He's this working class Pittsburgh dude who's tight with his family. And um, this, guy, this guy shows up from Pittsburgh to Buffalo and he starts a, a wing review series on YouTube where he wants to go to the different wing places and give his review and eat the wings. And it's funny because he showed up and apparently... In Pittsburgh, you eat your wings with ranch, or at least he says you do. So that can be considered blasphemy in Western New York. 
and he just went on Twitter and said, the, the blue cheese is disgusting. So then he goes on camera, he sits down, he gives his introduction, he tries the wings at Barbell, and he, he loves them, of course, and then he opens that little cup with the blue cheese. He's trying to have an open mind to what the people do and where he's making his living. He just opens the cup of blue cheese and just goes, oh, hell no. <laughs> I laughed out loud when I watched it this morning. But he tries it, and he likes it, and um, it's just super endearing. Young, learning about where he lives, not afraid to try things, not afraid to show his personality and put him out there a little bit, while also just being all about ball. And there's a really special connection. Uh, fellow Buffalo defensive back, Dane Jackson, and he are childhood friends, like going down to grade school in Pittsburgh. Uh, lived close by, played sports against each other, would see each other here and there. Uh, and then sure enough, they both go to Pitt. Sure enough, they both get drafted by Buffalo to be defensive backs. And um, he talked a lot about how much that relationship has meant to him. In fact, we have a clip here. He appeared on one of my favorite shows, One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. And they asked Damar about playing with uh, this long friend of his and what it means. It feels so surreal. Like I can't even describe it, but I, I cherish it every second that I can, you know, every second of every day. We just had our prayer, our, our DB prayer we do every Wednesday. Mm. Outside, he was next to me, and I just grabbed his hand a little bit harder just because, you know, you never know when, like, the last day could be that you get in a experience something like this, you know. So I'm just, I'm cherishing it every moment I can. Yeah. It's chilling, and when you hear that to someone who's going through what he's going through, say that you never know when the last moment could be. I mean, if you are, if you have your own siblings, you, you have a father or a mother, doesn't matter. Listen to that and think about that. And don't forget that. Because it is a very wise words from someone who is still very young like him. Um, I just also have to say, you know, we went a couple of years ago when we went through quarantine and the pandemic and there was this really wonderful new realization by all of us about how important these first responders are in the way we live in America. Pick any type you want. The people who, when there's folks running away from something, they run towards it. And I, I just find it remarkable, the professionals and the medical staff and the trainers and the paramedics who were there in Cincinnati last night to jump into action in an unthinkable nightmare scenario. Um, this crew and these paramedics, EMTs who are with the ambulance, they're at every game. And likely someone who is working a Bengals-Bills game has worked hundreds of games, maybe thousands of games over the span of their career. And you show up and you get your little parking spot and nothing happens and you drive home and you go to bed. In this case, he goes down and the trainers come out and the team doctor and then the paramedics come in not just to remove him or to evaluate him they saved his life and they did it in front of 70,000 fans over a hundred terrified crying NFL players and pads and in front of a massive massive national television audience of millions of people and they jumped right in and did whatever they had to do to keep him breathing and to keep his heart beating and 
didn't panic, and didn't run the other way. It's, just, it's an amazing thing that they did under that circumstance because they're trained and they're focused, but at the same time, they're also aware of the, what we were all aware of, which is this has never happened. This is not a thing. You don't have an NFL game which you are administering CPR to a player on the field. Players get injured, players get concussions. That's the sport. This is an unheard of thing here. And they jump right in. And I think it would have been a very different conversation last night if they had not, and a very different day this morning, which thank God it is not. Um, so I'm just so thankful for those people. And we should not need a pandemic, or we should not need a football player going through a crisis on the field to remember them, to thank them. Incredible, incredible people. Um, on the topic of incredible people, I want to close with this. Over the last couple of years, I've gotten a personal friendship with Western New York at large, and it just happened out of nowhere. And I'm born and raised in the Chicago area and never even visited Buffalo, New York until the last year or so. But just through the NFL and the wonderful things that the Bills have had going and the different platforms that I use to talk about them, have really developed a, a, an affection and a kinship with that, that area. And I'm in awe of that area and those people in this town, in these communities where they're not, they're not having the same amenities and the beaches and the Broadway and Hollywood and everything. This is a town that loves football and they love hockey and they love family. And they have had to deal with some horrendous, horrendous things over the past eight, nine months. Um, you know, they, they have gone through a horrific, horrific, unspeakable, violent incidents back in the spring. They have dealt with any number of nightmarish weather conditions that amount to much more than just how many feet of snow that have taken lives. Um, even things like the Dawson Knox and his brother who passed and he is one of the real pieces of heart and soul on that team. Um, obviously, the, the Bills having their, their season uprooted is a different type of challenge, but it also strains the community in so many ways. Um, just a few days ago on New Year's Eve, there was a nightmarish fire that also took lives and took young lives um, from that community. And then just when you think it's, it's a new year and you're going to sit down and watch Bill's Bengals, something terrible like this happens. And it just feels like it's been such a tough string and tough, uh, such a tough year for, for Buffalo and that entire portion of New York. Uh, I, I, my, my heart goes out to them so much. I, I love you people. You're fantastic. Some of the best people I've ever met and the best fans. And you have been so tested. And I, you just have all my respect and admiration uh, for all that you do and all you continue to do to support each other and specifically to support this team and right now to uh, support that man who we are all feeling and thinking of. And that's all I have. That's all I have. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for joining. And uh, I thank you for joining me in, um, in thinking about Damar Hamlin. And uh, if you are someone who is of faith and believe in the power of prayer, please do it. 
If you are someone who thinks of positivity, please stay positive. And uh, if you are someone who just needs to be around your own loved ones, please do it. And thank you for spending time here in the basement. We'll see you tomorrow.